I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hello, I'm Russell Kane. This is part two of Boys Don't Cry, where we're doing a special about grudges and arguments. Who holds them longer, who holds them worse, who argues more, who apologises. I'm joined by Makita Oliver and Elliot Steele. So what about this? And this this question, really, I want to get at how uh, malleable your temper is. So this, for me, is instant. So say I'm holding on those rare occasions I'm like oh this person can't stand I'm holding a grudge and they walk in and they happen to be warm or funny I am disarmed broken dissolved melted within seconds I've forgotten I ever had a problem with I've forgotten any shit they've ever done to me they're just actually a really nice person maybe I misunderstood it it melts straight away do your grudges melt with further interaction with this person should they be nicer the second time or does it stay steely resolved yeah they definitely they definitely like have you ever had that thing where like you're talking about, you, you've built because reality isn't really, you know. There's another thing I like, I like, like philosophy and stuff, and like your reality isn't actually reality. So I'll sometimes see someone do something, uh, and that I'll make their, I'll base their whole character on that one interaction, and then mm-hmm. in a further interaction, like you're talking about, you're actually like, oh, they're really cool. I just, I probably saw them on like they were having a bad day, like at the Edinburgh yeah, Fringe is a yeah. perfect example. Someone's just a yeah. bit cold with you, and you're like. Man, fuck that guy. I hope no one goes to his show. I hope he falls down some stairs. And then you bump into him later and they're like, oh, sorry, man. It's you know, it's the anniversary of my mum's death. I was just, and you're like, oh, no. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm like, I'm, but that's I'm the extreme version. He's giving it. you a hardcore single get out. I'm thinking more just a general melting. Uh, I mean, as a comedian, that is actually, Makita, one of the problems you have as in a professional capacity. If someone sees you on a show in a certain, like you go, they might see you on Question Time for the first time, and then that's it. Oh, he's unfunny, serious political guy. And mm-hmm. you're characterized by your one appearance. It's a real risk with comedy because your personality is your trade sort of thing. There's not, we're not, there's not much auto cue in our business. We have to fucking put ourselves out there and people don't like what they see. Game over till it's changed. But so far as grudges, Makita, if this person, let's call them person X, they definitely fucked you off. You definitely got a reason to hold a grudge. But the next time, they're so nice, they're warm. Would it melt? 
Um, I'm thinking of a past grudge about 10 years ago with a friend of mine and I didn't talk to her for two years and Ooh. I didn't see her. And then I saw her and it was like just really awful. I was, as you said, I was like, am I steely? Am I warm? I had absolutely no idea what to do with the grudge in person. I just lived with yeah. it away from her. And when I saw her, I did just melt and yes i melted yeah. and i realized and now we're so close it's just and now it seems so silly those two years but i realized that so much of the grudge is in your head and you've made mm. up so many layers to it and so many layers to how they're reacting to it and how they feel about it and actually it's just you it's all yours so yeah you melt because you realize that you've created something that really isn't very real i just want to ask about blood grudge, is it different? Have you ever had a grudge against family, um, holding something against family? Let's keep it reasonably close to stick to aunts, uncles, cousins. Let's not go further than that. Um, I, it, does it function differently when it's a blood-based grudge as opposed to a water-based grudge, if you like? I find those really hardcore. I don't think I have grudges in my family. And even when other people are having grudges, like cousins or uncles, I can't stand it. I'm always like, a oh, family just has to get on all the time. Hmm. Um, uh, I think after lockdown, there were a few grudges in my family. Why? What happened? I just, I just spent too much time with my parents. Um, mm. So, <laughs> fair. Are honest. they grudging <laughs> against you for spending too much time? I was grudging against them, and then I was appalled to realise they were grudging against me. I was like, no, you're the nightmare. And they were like, no, we don't want to see you for a week. I was like, oh, <laughs> okay. Um, but usually, it's I weird. Think... You can still have those types of arguments as an adult, isn't it? Mm. Like you think oh, I'm I'm so grown up now, man. I'm I'm fully grown. Gee, look at my birth certificate. Those days are over, and, you, and then you can still. Yeah. You can still turn into that person. I swear it's completely environmentally based. I was just in the spare room at their house for the first bit of lockdown. You become a kid straight away, don't you? Totally forgot I had a flat on the other side of the park. And the minute I came back, I was a grown-up again. Every time I stay at my mum's, that's it. I'm just 16, 17. And that's that's where I go straight back to. Yeah, it's it's comforting. But no no grudging, no long-term me, damn you, Uncle Darren type things going on in your world. No, I really wouldn't be able to live with that I really would that make me really unhappy well Elliot who oh, famously God. rap battled his dad in a slanging <laughs> match I didn't rap battle there was no rapping right, it was a roast battle it was a roast you you roasted the shit out of each other on comedy your on, dad it's yeah, well worth a watch listeners and Makita okay. if you if you can't find it treat yourself to the £1.49 it'll cost to buy it on Amazon Prime um, it's because you need to watch Elliot and Mark Steele uh, because my, obviously those people might not know your dad's a famous comedian as well. So to watch you two go in each other is something quite special. Which oh, is obviously okay. Done... Oh, right. I didn't know that your dad was Mark Steele because I was like, hang on, you're just some poor dad. You just dragged on and made <laughs> no, him no. do a battle <laughs> with you. Put... He knows what he's doing. He was, he was like, <laughs> didn't he say, I've got wanks in a sock that are older than you or something like that? <laughs> Wasn't that one of his things he said? I can't remember. I just, it was, it's very funny. It was very therapeutic. Have you ever had a grudge against your old man, though? Like, is it, oh, has there been any showbiz yeah. beef that we can get into here? Go on. Do, do you know what? Not showbiz beef, yeah, but, we're, we're, like, it's an odd thing. Like, my dad's a great comedian, great dad, terrible parent. But, uh... <laughs> Go on. Because he's, you know, I don't know if you find it, he's like a comedian, he's self-centred, he's narcissistic, the world revolves around the career. And I, I'm exactly the same, so it's not it's not a diss. But then when you see your parent doing something and they're like they're talking about like oh the job's this the job and you're like the only conversation we've had for the last week has been about your radio show wow. or Crystal Palace Football Club. So that then becomes like you build resentment, you build a grudge against it, 
and that then allows it to blow up. You know, there's a good saying, like I heard someone say once, which is one headshot per household. <laughs> and and it's so true, but, yeah. but in any context. But I feel like we've let Makita off a bit too easy here because, of course, people might not necessarily realise that your mum's in the public eye as well. I never. Yeah. I, there's lots of people I work with. I'm, I'm like, I worked with Jan Ravens the other week. I had no idea that Alfie, another comedian I worked with, was her son. I'm like, what? Oh, what? wow. Um, so your mum is in the public eye too, right, Makita? Yes, my mum is. And in fact, chef. I've worked with both of you at the same time on the, on the same show. So do you find a bit of a tug there with that? I was just going to say, my mum never gets off instagram she's so into it and oh, really? and and it's just i mean it's work but it's just mm. her career is number one right now i mean it's so her family but <laughs> i i do respect that because she's in an incredible place full of opportunity but um yeah sometimes i do have a grudge against my mum and her phone i feel mm. like she loves the phone more than but me. you don't what about this one headshot per household thing what do you mean? It means like... only one person can have the glitter gun. I'm on oh. telly. Ta-da! This is the this is Oliver show, oh. and you're like, excuse me, bitch. Which Oliver are you talking about? No, is there any of that? It's, it, yeah, there is one headshot. It has. Got a big chef's hat on it. A massive chef's hat on it. Yeah, she's not. She's a, a very a forthcoming lady, isn't she? She's that, isn't she's, she just... she's just such a presence. How, how did you and, find that growing up, though? She only became famous and on telly and stuff in the last five, six years. Right. So you, so you were on telly before she was. Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's in. That's so. That's the Quite other way around. So how did you feel know. about? So wait a minute. So you opened the door and your mum ran through. I, I, I opened all these doors for her. <laughs> she will kill what me. What the fuck? <laughs> no, I just, I just got a job on telly when I was young unexpectedly, and um, my mum was a broadcaster. So she wasn't on the telly. She was no. on radio and did the occasional thing, but nothing like this. It's nothing a hospitality like background, so of course her voice at the moment is even louder because there's so much debate around hospitality and everything yeah. with COVID and all that. Yeah. Um, but any grudges? You didn't really so answer it, um, Elliot. So we know you and your dad obviously. Answer have, but, it, but, Elliot. You just want me to go. Yeah, me and my dad. We don't. No, really not your get dad. On. We got the answer about your dad. There's a bit of back and forth bands. But have you got any like uncle this, cousin that? Never resolved it. Long term cold beef. We're looking for here. Beef no, left out family, from the Sunday my, roast. My family's so small and insular because no one gets on. But like, I was. Like, what do you mean? Like it's, it's pretty like my mum lives on her own, and I go see her once every couple of weeks, and it's like, all right, you're still alive. Uh, thanks for the permanent childhood damage. And then, like, <laughs> and then it goes, but I wouldn't say it's grudges. I'd say it's more you have to learn how to deal with people. Mm. So. Going like, do you harbour resentment against them because of things? Probably. Can I forgive it? Yeah, but then you have to learn like, if I go spend like loads of time, like my mum's a hypercritical person. Like she's super critical of everyone. So if I go around there and sit with my mum, she'll start being super critical. And I go, well, I'm not leaving here because I don't want to see my mum or I harbour a grudge against her. I'm just not having a nice time. Right. Mm. So that, that, I think there's like learning how to deal with it rather than letting it become the grudge and holding on to that hatred so you grow up, you know, so by the time you're 50, you're in therapy having to tell a therapist why you don't like women, which is what happens with men, mm. you know, because they hold on to that grudge with their mums, I think. Mm. Ah. Well, at least your boyfriend's happy. That's the main thing, Elliot. He is. Particularly <laughs> with your new hair. <laughs> I talk all this through with him. He's so understandable. I'd love him, apparently. Right, so I did... Uh, grudges was the main thing I wanted to talk about today because I never hear anyone talk about cold long-term anger. So, so for me, it was much more interesting. But I feel like we should give a little mini show 
to arguments as well on the side. It's been the reason we're giving it a mini show. It's been much more discussed. It's much more well trodden. It's not that I don't think it's interesting in itself. Arguments, I think we can agree, are healthy to a certain extent. Anyone think they're un unhealthy per se? I'm assuming we're 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 in agreement that some argument is needed in a relationship. I'm talking. Yeah, in a relationship, more some. discussion. You don't, you don't, or, or are you going to say, uh, no, first of all, you both, Elliot, girlfriend, living with? Uh, yeah, I've got a girlfriend, long term. Makita, attached, seeing someone I'm totally sing single? I'm single, attached. Well, I don't know. <laughs> I'm single. Rumoured, yeah. rumoured, I saw a rumoured, rumoured, <clears throat> rumoured, hashtagged with anyone. Right, no. but the point is, do you, I'm, I mean, like, me and Lindsay got a great relationship, me and my mm. missus, but I think no You're arguments. You're married, aren't you? I'm married. Yeah. No arguments at all in the year. I think that's sus. Someone is dominating someone. Do you not Ooh. think? Mm. If, you, you, if you went the whole year with a yes, dear, Walton's tap dance, what have you... Yeah. What's, what's your barometer for argument? Is your barometer like screaming match? No, that's an argument. We're going to get into that. No, it means a disagreement. Uh, I think this, you think that. We verbally disagree. We have it out for five minutes. Might get a little heated. Gas mark might go up to two or three. And then it's resolved. I think a lot of people mistake arguing in their relationship for passion. I don't think you need to argue to keep things interesting. No. No, but you do no not to keep things interesting, but if you're not disagreeing at all, is yeah, it then like are a giant iceberg? Polite? Is it a yeah. giant iceberg you're heading towards? I... I'll be on the Titanic going, full speed ahead, there will be no delays. Come on, Captain. Yeah. What the... We're sinking. I, I agree. I think that maybe you're being too... I think I would feel like we're being too polite to each other. If they, we were never disagreeing. Yeah. And that polite can be absolutely lethal if someone's not sexually happy, if someone's not happy with how tidy the gaff is, if someone's not happy with how hard someone's working in their job, if with their ambition, you know. Yeah. If you don't address these things, they will build and they will detonate. Ah, maybe an argument quells a grudge. Indeed. Yeah, because mm. if you have the argument, then there's no need to, then you don't harbour. That's interesting. That. As long as it's Oliver resolved, smashes though. smashes it out of the park there. <laughs> Uh, is everything all right at home, Russell? <laughs> like you just got, is this what this is going to turn into? You're like, you know, I did the washing up the other night and she says, I don't do anything to help around the house and I'm doing all these Zoom gigs, bringing in the money. <laughs> we have plenty. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. 
So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. But me and, me and Lindsay have what I would call the sort of plenty of bicker. A bicker is just like a small argument, like a little, you didn't do it, I'm trying harder. That's what you said last time. Boom, boom, done. And two minutes later, we're fine. A glass of wine, have a, have a kiss and a cuddle. We, we've talked about what we need to talk about. You let me down there, you fucked me off. I told you, don't, why, why are you, why are you dip, why liking is... that girl's picture on Instagram? Why? I'm like, just, she got a nice Why are but, you? But it's <laughs> like, just... This is this is what this is. We've had this one out so many times on Boys Don't Cry. It doesn't go any further than men like looking at bottoms and boobies on Instagram. I why, mean, do that to, just... why do you have to like it though? Exactly. Because, no, no. because it's just it's in, it's instinctual, <laughs> and in in our minds, I'll be real. That's this is what we think. <laughs> this is what I know. we think is going to happen. <laughs> This is what we think. This is what we hope. We hope we're gonna like that like model's fit picture, and then she's gonna come in our DMs and go, "Hey, I noticed you like my picture, and I had a look at your account, and I just want to say I enjoy your stand-up comedy." But yeah, that's not but, gonna happen. And then but you, it's would, nice to have you a dream. would, to be clear, you would ignore that message, but enjoy the ego. Okay, well, women are smart enough to uh, see the intent <laughs> behind the like. <laughs> But the point is, so we'll have silly arguments about anything like that, or, or dishwasher not being done, or uh, I'm not strict enough with Minna because I'm a complete pee-hole with my daughter. And I'm Aww. like, yes, baby, you just spoke to me like shit. It's okay, Daddy understands you're going through difficult. And she's like, she's fucking talking to you like shit. Correct <laughs> your fucking bell end, or she'll grow up into a junkie. And so we have plenty of arguments like that. But it's it's Mediterranean. It's done in a second, when we're back to normal. Do men initiate less arguments than women? Yeah, because men don't want to get, please don't give me a hard time. Men never want a hard time. And I think if they, they, they know if they start something, then they're going to be in it. If you get things going, <laughs> they'd rather, as you said, with the grudges, you're like, I can't be bothered. No one can be asked. But women are just better. They're just, I think women have a thing where if you want to get into it, like evolutionary, it, I think men are, men are stupid because we're like, well, I, I am bigger than this person, therefore I am the dominant one in this thing, so that's that. Whereas women are like, all right, how do I control that thing that could kill me if it wanted to and make it do things? So how am I going to get this to do what I want? And they are, and that's just years of just being smarter than us and just working out how to us. Because there's times I end up in an argument with my girl where she's done something wrong, she cries, and then I apologize, right? Yeah. And I'm like, no, no, you're crying because you did something wrong now. I'm not being aggressive. I'm not shouting. I'm not yelling. And she's going, but you're yeah. making me feel sad by bringing up the bad thing I did. And now I'm going, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I, I should just let you get away with everything. And then I'm <laughs> apologizing and making dinner or ordering a takeaway. And then I'll just go, hold on a minute. Like, she killed my dad. What? <laughs> like, it, is, like, it is weird though. Like, <laughs> there's no... And so women are just so much more tapped into that thing because guys like it's like a thing like where gaslighting gets brought up now and like not to say that that doesn't exist it clearly is a thing that exists but sometimes gaslighting like i'll see it on love island when love island's on that people go you see this is what we mean this is gaslighting and it's like no that guy was explaining his side of the story yeah or his point of view yeah. so don't negate it to this really serious thing because it's like oh that's the way i can win the argument is if my guy starts making a good point i can just claim that he's abusive yeah 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 i disagree with that a lot actually i do completely understand what you mean by that idiot but I, i've been out with a lot of um i've had sort of i would say five serious uh, relationships that have gone into i love you and 
the women are just never actually seem to be wrong when it comes down to like when when a when a girl says to me yeah, i admit that well i was in the wrong that time it's actually like quite an event I, I very rarely hear it we come to a point where we sort of stop arguing or apologize but you don't whereas i i'm quite quick to go yeah, yeah okay yeah i'm in the wrong even if i'm not just to get that peace yeah, do you know what I think though? Because I'm just thinking, because most of my friends are in relationships and a lot of them, I think, hold on to so much stuff that they don't bring up with their partners. This is men and women. Mm-hmm. Women don't bring up with their male partners. Um, and so by the time, so actually when we say we've done something wrong, it's an event because you, I think there's so much that they feel a bloke does wrong that they don't bring up. So that when they do bring up, like it's like doubled, if that makes sense. Like we then don't that's your think... Fault. <laughs> <laughs> that's not, we can't be blamed because you you've done like that's do you see how it's always us do you see how it's always do you see argue, what we're dealing argue. with just yeah. the fucking yeah. the mental yeah. gymnastics then, that go on in a relationship there is there's a biological reason it's the hippocampus studies on women's brains show that they have a larger area to store memories they literally remember more in the hippocampus they remember much more intricate tiny details and that's why they're able to bring these things up and use them later they're not spiteful they're not being particular or pedantic they actually store more shit and that's Mm. why it's more likely to get baked into a grudge Uh, Okay, so I should say, I do think women hold grudges more than men. I can say that quite clearly today on today's podcast. There's biological evidence there as well. Yeah. Um, But the downside is, ladies, women have a more robust worry centre in their brain. It's called the anterior cortex, where they process emotions and ruminate over information. For women, this part of their brain is more active. It causes them... It's not funny. It causes them to constantly review the information. I'm just going to review Why that again. Why are you laughing? Because it's just the idea of women. I just want to review that scene again. Ruminate over it and worry it's more. True. It means women personalise problems more than men. Mm-hmm. So you're Absolutely. constantly redrafting, reprocessing. Let's have another cut of that. Let's do another edit. All of that shit. Totally. And then you turn it into the story of you, I think, a lot more. So, again, we take everything. so We make it centred around us and who we are. And a lot of men are like, it wasn't even about you. I just didn't fancy doing that on Wednesday. Do you know what I mean? We make it all very about us. Oh, that's, that's the one I have with my girlfriend is like, I'll do a thing and she'll be like, oh, I thought we were going to... Oh, you didn't want to invite me? And I was like... <laughs> Well, no, it didn't even. There's loads of people I didn't invite. It just, it was a spontaneous thing that me and my mate went to the pub, and she's like, "Oh, okay, well, it was just nice to be invited." And I'm like, "But you, (laughs) so you're not at the forefront of my mind." All the, sometimes I'm walking down the road with my mate and sometimes I think, what's going to happen when the oil runs out? Oh, better invite my girlfriend. Like, I can't just process you can't be here all the time. There's lots of things going on. How long have you been together? (laughs) Over a year. Is that it? Oh, you said long, long. Time. Oh no, no, no! That's long for me. Like I love her. She's great, and she makes yeah. me a better person. Like I hate it when comics come on and they, like whenever I see a comedian go on stage and they just go, "Oh, my wife," and you just yeah. go, "We'll just get a divorce." Like it's clearly not going well. But <laughs> she's great. Okay. But that is the thing that annoys me is that she does place herself in the center of the scenario yeah. of everything, mm. and it's not. It's not me going. All women are like that. It's just a thing that I think there's ways we're raised, there's things we go through that make mm. her do that and then make yeah. me neglect those facts. And, yeah. it, and you're bang on the money there. Um, men and women have been conditioned as well 
um, of how they argue. Men have a greater tendency to withdraw. One popular phrase among psychologists is the distancer and the pursuer. One of you wants to sort it and the other one backs off. That leads to tension in the relationship and then you end up not addressing what needs talking about. Um, we are virtually out of time, but we can't go without the very important subject of apologising. <gasps> Do you find it hard to apologise, Makita Oliver? Do I even need to ask you this one? <laughs> sorry, yes. not sorry. Yes, I really do. Oh, God. <laughs> what, apologise to the person that I have a grudge towards? Cause no, no, no. Or an argument, or even if you're, in, if you're fully paid up in the wrong, you... Right, let's give you an example. I can't find my car keys. I act like an arsehole. This is my thing. This is my weird brain fart I've got for such a calm guy. I've got a temper when I can't find objects. Talk oh to my myself God. in the object. So I might destroy the atmosphere of a lunch because I couldn't find my ear pods. Right? Ridiculous reason to spoil a lunch because I can't find headphones. Um, and I will. I can't apologise fast enough after that. But would you? Would you be like? I don't want to admit I was an asshole at lunch because I couldn't find my earphone. Uh, in the previous, the whole 34 years of my life, possibly, but the last two years, I have uh, been doing a lot of meditation. I have a great therapist. And as Elliot said, it makes you more aware of your sense of self and the tiny little choices that you make every day that make the day better and then the week and then the year. And I don't like... Uh, yeah, I apologise to my mum a lot better now. I've just realised that. I've been with her for a few days. And a lot of those times I would have sat, got angry, da -da -da, but now I go, you know what? I'm sorry about that. I didn't mean to take it there. So I'm much better is my answer and I continue to grow in that way. Elliot, do you use sorry as a get out for an argument even when you're in the wrong? Oh, all the time I did it to that lad. I did it to that lad at the train station. I went down there and apologised for having dyed hair. And no, uh, I, was, <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> no, I do, I do think it's uh, a thing that I've learned is like actually saying sorry to someone. And that also, I know when someone's come up to me and gone, hey man, I'm really sorry about that. It really makes a difference. And then, also, it puts the onus on the other person to forgive you. And if they don't, then it's you've done all you can. So it, mm. it, as much as I like it, it's like it makes you a better person. It then is like, well, if you don't accept it, you're an arsehole. <laughs> like, yeah. So it, it is something that I've learned again. Like, I've, I've learned to do it a little bit more through like meditation and therapy and psychedelics. Have you, do, you ever accompany, <laughs> do you ever accompany an apology <clears throat> with any added incentive for that apology to be accepted? So it could be flowers, it could be a gift. For a woman apologising to a man, I, the list is quite short, girls, but I think you can guess <laughs> what's to, at the top of it. You won't be speaking while you're administering it anyway. Blowjob. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's uh, we were going to scoot round that joke. We I mean, were trying his hardest uh, not to I, just... I don't want to appear like a Neanderthal in a cave. But just I am, bulldoze through I'm, it. Listen, I'm in a stable marriage relationship, I can say what I like. I'm pretty easily got round. I don't care. It could be a dent in the car. My precious BMW 5 Series from 1986 could have something dropped on it with the freezer in a dent would be forgotten <laughs> as I'm okay. pushed down into the chair with a look of apology on the face. That's just, no. that's just the way I'm built. Noted. Me and <laughs> Am the I wrong, Elliot? race will take that on board. I'm yet to get an apology one. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm going to be scratching the car myself later. To, dude, I'm happy with just a walk-off in a huff. I'm <laughs> take that. Yeah. Um, interesting. Well, we'll finish with a damning insight about men, as I feel is only right. Okay. So men feel they apologise too much. We've already said that. So a YouGov um, survey polled over 1,600 men and women to discover that 18% of men felt that they apologised too much, which goes with what we're saying, compared to just 5% of women. But in actual fact, ladies and gentlemen, 
men apologize less frequently. Doesn't that tell you everything you need to know about society? Men feel they apologize too much, but in when they, you do the maths, the, the gen, uh, gender linguist, Deborah Tannen, did the maths. She found that men tend to apologize less frequently than women because an apologizer is taking a one-down position and the dominant status thing, when it comes down to it, is more important to men than women. So there you go. I have to say... Point for the girls at the end. I think men apologising when they really mean it, you do really feel it. I'd rather one big apology about something Mm. that they really meant rather than loads of sorry, sorry throughout the week. Yes, yeah. I wouldn't... And a big apology is always welcome, please, if you listen to I don't mean an apology. Please scratch my car. Right, we've reached the end of our argument. Thank you very much for joining me, Makita Oliver and Elliot Steele. If you like what you've heard, please subscribe. Please come back for more. The types of things we discuss are the types of things you were supposed to stop discussing in 2016 when gender was abolished. But we don't give a shite. Some of us are living in the real world and trying to have relationships, and that's the stuff we're talking about. Thank you very much to my panel. I've been Russell Kane. I'm off for a bludge, an argument. I'll speak to you later. Bye. Bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.